Welcome to Adventures from the Bedrooms of African Women, the podcast where we talk all things sex, sexualities, and pleasure. Damn, she's so fly. Goddamn, she might die. She got damn with the goddess lie. Today we are talking about sex and dating. And we had some incredible guests. Wow. And I feel like, you know what, for this episode, we have a lot of African and diaspora countries represented. Which I love as I really, a member of the diaspora, diaspora and the <laughs> continent. <laughs> so one of our guests, Vicky Rimo, just a woman I have so much love for, Siri Leonin, but lives in Ghana and works between Ghana, Siri Leon, and the USA. Yes. She's a communication strategist. She's so many things. The author of a children's book, um, a journalist, a fundraising guru. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Who else did we have? Today we also have Solange, first name only needed, like Beyonce. Uh-huh. Uh, she is Rwandan Canadian. She's an author. She is so well traveled. She currently lives in I can't remember. Because it's, she keeps moving. She moves everywhere. Yeah, she keeps moving. I can't remember. <laughs> She's in a Francophone African country right yes. now. That's what I remember. And then we also have Kwame. He is Ghanaian and British, recently moved back to Ghana. So people will be hearing about like his dating experiences now yes. that he's in Ghana. And he's a tall drink of water, y'all. Oh, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. When you're thirsty, ooh, <laughs> Kwame, satisfy my thirst. <laughs> Malaika, you ready? I am ready. Let's do it. Okay, now, who am I going to start with? I think I'm going to actually start with you, Vicky. So, over the past few months, I've been trying to get a bit more intentional about dating. And I would love to hear from your perspective what you feel the world of sex and dating is like nowadays. The last four men I've dated have been men in their 20s. And it's taken a lot of psychological unlearning for me to come to terms with that this is my reality, right? Like, this is not what I saw (laughs) in my future. (laughs) Vicky, I so relate with that. Like, my last proper relationship was with a guy who was a decade younger than me. But I feel like it's something about being who we are, right? Like, middle-class African women who do not take shit, basically, who are not looking for men to fund our lifestyles. Yes, it would be nice if... You know, you can, but most of the men I meet usually can't. And then you're looking for men who have a particular type of openness. I mean, for me, there's some things which are non-negotiable. I'm not going to date somebody who expects me to cook clean for him, somebody who's homophobic. So mm-hmm. usually it ends up somehow being, and I also don't want to be somebody's second or third wife. I respect the choice <laughs> of people who decide that right. it may work for them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't leave, yeah. It, it tends so, to mean that. So, yeah, I do think that there's a generate. It definitely is a generational thing. It's about their values. It's about honesty and openness and, like, willing to share parts of themselves that maybe might make them uncomfortable. I just feel like men in their 20s are more... Because that's what I demand, right? Like, I must get in there. I must know you. I have to see who you are. And I feel like the men who've been willing to take that adventure with me have been younger men. I want to come to you, Solange, um, because you also wrote a really incredible book 
about your experiences dating as a trans woman across like Africa. So what's been like the sex and dating life been like for you over the past couple of years? Hmm, interesting question. I don't know where to start. But um, let's put it this way. When I was in Canada, it was like, okay, being a trans woman was like not an issue as such. But everybody was saying like in Africa, it's very dangerous. You can't be there. You'll be, you'll be killed. You, you won't have any sex. People who know that you're a trans woman will just run away. And uh, I realized that things were completely different because I remember I like put in a website saying that I do massage and I'm a transgender woman. Oh my God. I think this, this, the second day I got like 350 messages. 350 uh, Whoa. <laughs> And half of them were saying, like, just massage or more than that. What comes next? Uh, when you say that you are a trans woman, what does it mean? Do you still have your mere sex? Uh, can I touch it? Can mm. I see it? Well, I will be like, okay. Most of these people were Africans, and they are not Africans who had traveled. They are just Africans in Africa, like in Ivory Coast, who had never been outside uh uh, Ivory Coast, so I said like, wow, okay, that was like kind of a surprise. So, I think I enjoyed, and uh, that's I what love it for you. So yeah, um, when people say that it's too tough, too hard, you can't live your life as a trans woman in Africa. I say no. I've been here for seven years, and I've never, as such, had a bigger issue. Um, yeah. So my sexuality for now. It's like a full one. I enjoy people. I enjoy meeting people. I talk about who I am as a trans woman quite freely. I don't put a mark. Hey, hi, I'm Solange. I'm a trans woman. No. But when somebody asks me, what about your voice? Your voice like, like, man, what does it mean? So I explain freely. I have to say, I think your voice is very sexy. I love that, you know, je ne, je ne connais pas. That sexy French accent. But I want to go to Kwame next because I have to say Kwame is a hottie. Kwame is a fine brother. Kwame it's giving what it's supposed to give. You know, it's giving everything he needs to give. <laughs> and I know like, you know, the sisters love you. Mm. I don't know. I, I, I think the brothers love you too. I don't know if you love them back, but what has sex and dating been like for you since you moved back to Accra? What's been different about dating in Accra versus dating in London, which is where you used to be? Yeah, so um, I moved in December last year. And I think what's been really interesting is I, I, I feel like I'm in my prime, if that makes any sense. Yes, you are, baby. Um, <laughs> No, but not in a kind of like, oh, I'm in my prime. Like I think the the love that I'm receiving um from the from everybody here is definitely elevating my spirit. More so than it, when I'm in London. Mm. And whether that's due to my circles or the makeup of London or the energy of London, I don't or, or even so maybe it doesn't uplift black men in the same way. Mm. And so that's kind of what I mean. I feel like you know, I, I don't have to do anything more than be myself here and I am loved. Mm. And so when it comes to to dating, I, I actually have found it quite challenging. But I think being a member of the diaspora, um, you know, my tree is, I call it intermediate tree. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know, I'm working on it. 
looking the way I look, maybe dressing the way, coming from a specific, uh, maybe wealth bracket or whatever. I think when it comes to dating in Ghana, I really do think about all of these things. I remember I took a, uh, I, I was at the MTN shop and I, and I, MTN is a mobile network and I, and I saw a beautiful sister there and I remember taking a number and, and I think the mistake that I did was I took her to, um, what's that cafe called? The one that everyone... Vida Cafe. I took her to Vida Cafe. And for me, that was a very, um, a normal thing. But when I yeah. spoke to somebody else, they're like, ah, why did you do that? And I was like, well, I was working. I just, and I, they, they made me, they said I'd, I'd made the girl feel uncomfortable because potentially, you know, Vida Cafe is not where she normally hangs out. Vicky, I can see your face. This is not a girl like you or I, because you or I would be like, Please, why are we not going no, to like I, a post No, what I'm not understanding land? is I don't know if Vida is too high for her or too low. So I'm waiting for him to laugh. Oh, I, I think, I, um, and obviously all respect to her, I think it was too high too high for her. Oh, and so then that was the first kind of like thing. thing. And I was thinking to myself, yeah. oh shit, Kwame, like... Um, and then I remember the girl was messaging me, what should I wear? And I didn't understand why she was messaging me that. Now in my head, which I've never ever really thought before, I do think about... Uh, is it if is it class? Somebody said to me, you know, coming from the diaspora to Ghana, you know, you're a member of the she called it the five percent, and I was like, what does that mean? And I was like, you know, you're coming with you're coming with pounds and dollars. You know, you've taken a plane, you have property. Like this is not this is not a standard thing for everybody here. What is the responsibility that you're going to do with that? And she really made me question like my position and my power and my privilege here. So to be honest, Nana, like. I'm look. I look for recommendations now. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just here living my life, following my channel on Instagram, traveling across, traveling West Africa, and I will ask for recommendations because you know, I, I, you I'm, know too I'm always new. happy to hook you up. I'm too new, <laughs> so that's where I'm at. <laughs> I can see Malika is dying to get in there with her questions, so go for it, Malika. No, I'm just listening to Kwame, and you know, on Twitter, I've heard people describe dating in Accra as an extreme sport and mm. like everything that you have described <laughs> sounds like you know it sounds like hell it sounds like the dating olympics okay so i also think that there's maybe a first world problem situation going on here where people want relationships but they say they want sex do you understand what I mean? But like really what you want is a relationship mm. and sex, like a, mm. a traditional monogamous relationship. Um, but like I know for me and my girls, like, I don't know if we can say this, but bitches are hoween. Mm -hmm. They are like ho is life. Ho sizi. Like, <laughs> yeah, if you're looking for that version of um sex sexuality, relationship, traditional, traditionalness. Um I think it's a scary place to be right now, right? Because, um, especially because there's everybody has so many options. All of my friends are fucking, like, not in relationships necessarily, but even the ones who are married are also fucking. Let me just say, and they're not fucking their husbands. Um, but there's a lot of sex going around. There's just a lot of sex. Um, but if people are looking for... The what the fans and yeah, like a walk if, down the aisle. Yeah, if you're looking for that, I feel like there's that may not necessarily be as re readily available because a lot of people are disillusioned with monogamy and disillusioned with marriage and for very very mm. good 
reason. Like, who knows truly, truly how many of us can Mm -hmm. say we know three married couples who are really into each other, love each other, and are having bomb sex and good partnerships. I, I, seriously, I seriously did not know three. But I think this is why there's a lot of interest in polyamory, right? But Kwame, I'm wondering, have you had like good experiences exploring alternative relationships? Mm. So before I answer that, I think this do the right thing, traditional, I call it the Disney princess idea that maybe is the basis or was the basis or foundations of relationships is dying. I'd just like to call that out and say, I think with the openness in in our minds and sexualities and expression, and um, I think that's that's causing that idea a bit of a, a, a problem. Hmm. Um, but to answer your question, yes, I feel like I've had a period of um, learning about and trying different relationship modalities um you know we're born into monogamy whatever that means and then we learn that maybe we don't know three people who are Mm. who are happily monogamous Mm. and not and it's not even about it's about feeling fulfilled feeling happy it's not like oh you're going to stay with your person because of this and this Mm -hmm. that's not what we're talking about here you have one life please live enjoy um and so my journey and travels has definitely led me to have different types of relationships where I felt a lot more joy, honesty, love, respect. And it's also had me and I had to work on myself. And I think when I say work on myself, I mean, ah, Kwame, this jealousy thing you're doing, you need to, you need to understand what that means. Where is that coming from? This ownership thing that you're doing, you need to understand what that means because this doesn't play in this thing here. What else? Jealousy, ownership, um, communication, hey. but I think ultimately I'm I'm now believing that from my experiences. Yes, I have the ability to love more than one person at the same time. Why not? Why not? It's an abundant world out there. Abundant mindset. Um, and it and I think, I think when to to some people you say that, and I think this is why I'm probably gonna or struggling with dating because it, you need those those minds are maybe far and few between who are honest about their minds. Mm-hmm. And also you might even meet someone and yeah, they even say, yeah, I'm polyamorous. But if they haven't done or gone through certain levels of work or had the experience, mm. then really they're just monogamous, but trying to be polyamorous. Because when you start to introduce another person or talk about them, they start not replying to your messages and you're like, hey, but I thought you said. So it's still, there's a journey of it. Um, and I think that with me personally, um, having to understand who I am, how I work, um, was the most important thing to be able to fully be open. I like that because I feel like we should all be open to various forms of relationship structures. And it's really about you as the individual figuring out what works for you. So, yeah. But I think what's difficult about it is when you start opening yourself up, then you're hit with family, society, True. religion, True. culture, True. economic stability. Um, you know, my granddad had eight wives. Um, and I'm every time I say that, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> how did he do that? That's a different time. That's history. And I think these are the challenges where which people face. Um, I don't know how I'm navigating it myself. Um And I feel like we have new challenges um in this in these times as well, right? Like Solange, you mentioned how as a trans woman, you felt safe on the continent. 
But I'm wondering if you're feeling any different because of all of these new hate bills that are, you know, just, it seems like spreading like a virus. Um, I'm wondering if you feel that could have an impact on the dating lives of, of queer people across the continent. Mm. That's a tough question. Uh, because I think sometimes there is a like kind of difference between what the law is saying and what is happening on the ground. So um, I think that there is, yes, we have to be very careful. We have to be sometimes discreet. We have to uh, to navigate maybe with people we know, maybe changing codes, changing how we do deal with people. But humans are human and sex is in, in a level whereby whatever law is there, uh, sex will be happening. But definitely sex can't stop. We are we live because of sex and uh, sex does create it creates knowledge it creates joy it creates connection it creates books it creates uh, studies and uh, education everywhere sex is like the base of everything so we can't either uh same sex or uh, heterosexual sex it does create so there is no country where there is no creation and where there is creation mm-hmm. there is sex which all kind of sex. That's beautiful. Thank you, Solange. So, you know, we're talking about gender identity and and dating while African. Um, You know, Vicky, you had had said something once in a video post. You said, the reason I may never marry is that 99.9% of African men are raised to feel entitled because of their gender. Now, I'm a married woman, and I have to say, I have to agree with this because it specifically said African men. I always knew I would never marry a purely born and bred African man because they're just raised to be entitled. Oh, small. I like to call them small, small gods. Yeah. Tell, tell us a little bit more about that. No, because and I tell people to interrogate this all the time, that if you think about the relationship between your grandfather and your grandmother, the relationship between your father and your mother. Were they not small gods? Like, I remember our entire households being designed for my grandfather coming home or my grandfather going to work. My grandfather is sleeping. My grandfather is this. Like, there was a whole praise and worship consistently. And and then with my own father, I remember, like, when I think of girlhood, how much prestige I felt because of my proximity to my father and the way I was elevated in my own family because I was my father's daughter, not my mother's daughter. And so when I think of the men in my life, I'm like, yeah, they spent their entire lives being worshipped and idolized and catered to and prepared for. I could not be, I love my dad. I could never be with a man like my dad because Contrarily, my father raised me to be like the most viciously independent woman ever, like by design, after seeing the way his friends were treating their wives. So I always tell people like when I I I would make a traditional African man miserable because when he wakes up in the morning, he wants breakfast and I want breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) We are going to be looking at each other. He's going to say... Baby, baby, I'm hungry. I'm like, you know, me too. No, seriously, like you would just be miserable. Like, because I say this all the time, like I am your worst nightmare. Do not look at the size of my hips and think that you will find... childbearing hips. I'm telling you, like, no, I... 
That's my sister, you know. I'm already so born I keep one. telling people that like I am not that one. I have not been raised to cater to a man. Am I loving and nurturing, et cetera, et cetera, blah, 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 whatever? Yes, I am. But if you're looking for somebody who's going to come and labor behind you and like be a a, a housemaid, somebody who's like run like I can't who will be the next so you can be the head I'm telling like you know so I don't know that role I don't know how to play that role so and I think that um that's why it's probably happening that I'm connecting with younger men because they've also grown up in a different time Mm -hmm. where they've been groomed and nurtured and seen and experienced Mm -hmm. women as leaders in their own lives Mm -hmm. so that by the time they meet me, I'm not an anomaly, Mm. right? They're like comfortable Mm. with who I am while Mm. men my age or older are looking at me like, so is it that you can't cook? Or you don't want to cook. Will the cooking, is it going to come later? Like, at which point are you bringing, like, no, no, like, are you just doing it just like, you know, like eventually you would, I'm like, hey, let me tell you, I have Uber Eats app. I have, is that what we're doing? Like, I, I, this is not who I am. And I don't pretend it for anybody. No. I am coming fully, 100%, like, full free. You will see me from day one. So you will fear. Like, you just don't, this, mm. there's not for me. At all, at all. It's not, it's not. And I don't even it's want not to happening. be because I think it's perfectly okay for the, the traditionalists to exist. We just should not be forcing other, yes. you know, yes. people who don't match us to go and be in the box because that's mm-hmm. when you're miserable. Mm-hmm. Solange would like to jump in here. Yeah, I realized that that when I was in Canada, that so many black men were like very humble when they were with white girls. Mm. They could clean, hmm. they could cook, they could do everything that all these other white men are doing. But back with African girls, they are um, behaving completely different. So those guys in 20s, maybe they are respecting you because of your age, because of your status, because they want to treat you the way you want to be treated. But when they are Mm. with some girls of 18 years old or 20 years old, most of the time they become much tougher, even like their dad. Because what I'm reading on internet is not very, um, very uh, interesting in terms of how the younger generation is being educated in terms of... uh, gender equality. It's what Mm. I wanted to say about what you're saying. Thank you, Solange. I mean, we have an African man in studio. Yeah, I mean, mean, this is I'm just just reflecting on my behavior. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I haven't actually dated a younger woman in many years now. So I guess I am 32. Um, The women I engage with are maybe above 37. So I'm just trying to think, how do I react and engage with them? Yeah, they are established they they're powerful women in their own right they they know how they want to be treated and i think i'm not looking to maybe marry them or i'm not looking to i'm not looking to be dominant over them or like i'm not looking to disempower them so it you know you have your way of being i have my way of being can it mesh and i think that's a smoother transition i think if i was to think about a younger woman then if i haven't done any deep thinking or writing or speaking to good friends about my behavior yes i could easily potentially fall into 
how my my parents have modeled their relationship um so yeah um solange i really understand and and vicky i really get what you're saying there um but i also think younger women for me why don't why don't i go for younger women i think older mm. women are more attractive to younger men this is also my other <laughs> no it's true this is also my other thinking because right? they're tired they too are tired and burdened by the patriarchy true the women no men i think younger mm. men feel hey, Vicky. the heavy burden <laughs> of Vicky, Vicky, less pro- yes no, yes um, because the pre- i mean the it's i mean cuz i speak to you know i speak it's to real. these men like you know what is this thing and when they describe their past relationships, it's mm. filled with um, dishonesty, mm. uh, pretense, and also a heavy, heavy financial burden. Yes. Yes. To mm. even though, even though, days. even though we are peers, mm. we're the same age, or yes. we're both in college, we're both in the exact same place in our life. Mm. There's this expectation that's simply based on the man's gender that he should be more financially well off. He should provide, right? And I think that there's there's a heavy that's a heavy burden, right? And maybe that forces you if you're being forced to take on this role as provider, as the man, the elder, the like de facto leader in the relationship, then you want respect. You better wake up and make that breakfast. Thank you. (laughs) It's real. You better better be up before I'm up. I'm telling you. (laughs) You I think think that's that's where it is. But when you, because I say, when you take away, and this is what I, I often say about older men, I'm like, if I take away your wealth and your capacity to provide for me financially, Let's take that and your education and everything, all the like boxes you think you've checked. And let's talk about you as a human being. Mm. And I find that unlike someone like Kwame, they haven't done the Mm. deep reflecting, the questioning, the Mm. unlearning. They've not done the work because what they believed will get them through was money. It was money. Right. So younger men, I think, are realizing that. Maybe there is an opportunity presents it's, itself. It's the here. currency. It's the it's now the currency. Absolutely. We don't have the power or the money or yeah. the things that the yeah, older yeah, men yeah, have. Yeah. Sorry to cut you, Vicky. Mm-hmm. But I think if I we, see the light is the going current, up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I realize I realize my success now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I realize my success. It's the time. currency yeah. of being open-minded, you know, all the kind of maybe soft skills or the opposite of toxic masculinity mm-hmm. that some men like this mm-hmm. are like, ah, why do I need to mm-hmm. do? And I think that's that's the power there. But um, I was just reflecting on being the the patriarchy that you mentioned, and you are absolutely right. The patriarchy is absolutely tiring. You have to come back for season three because I want us to go into this. But I want to come to our final question, which is the question we are asking all the guests on our show this season. We want you to share a sexy secret with us. Oh, Lord. And you can interpret that question any way you want. But I'm going to go to you first, Solange. Whoa. And Kwame Vicky, you've got some time to think. Sexy but Solange, what's a sexy secret Solange that you can ready. share with us? Oh, my God. Why do you start by me? Okay, let me say. Because you're one of my faves, Solange. <laughs> Everybody's my fave, though. All people, all men that I met told me, even women, told me that my bro jobs are like the best, the best of their lives. Oh, so, yeah, so many times some men will say like, I never come by the mouth. But with yours, it happened. You've got scale, scale. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Uh, and uh, there is one in Canada who said that, um, I don't know how you call it in English. Say it in French. In Francais, s'il vous plaît. Les oui merveilles du monde. Uh, they're like the, the marvelous, the, the, 
the wonderful the wonderful mm-hmm. things of the world. Oh, like, one of the seven wonders. Wonder. 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 Yo, mm-hmm. DJ is one of the seven wonders. And they are like, oh. there are like eight. And they said that hey. my mouth is the ninth. Hey. Hey. Nice it should, of the world. Yeah. And it should be protected by the UN. Wow. <laughs> so, that's a world heritage site. <laughs> uh, so that is great. I don't. I'm not inviting Kwame to 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 to, to, to try it. Oh, Nana, maybe. Who knows? Hey, girl. Um, yeah. Me, Chale. I'm an equal <laughs> opportunities lover. <laughs> oh, Lord. I love it. So let me come to you, Kwame. I'm really struggling. Mm-hmm. Mm. You and me both. I'm really struggling, but Solange, you smashed that one. That was that was insane. Um, sexy secret. Okay, I've got one that. Um, how do I start it? It's not a secret. It's just something. It's something that happened to me that I was just like, wow, like insane. It was like top five sexual moments for me with people. Um, so I land in Ghana, and somebody set me up with with um, a couple I kind of just turned up at their house and they had known each other for a number of years so there was a great bond that they had and I kind of entered their space and it was a beautiful space beautiful apartments beautiful space and I felt like the love that they shared kind of overflowed onto me and I was part of their their world for for however many hours that it was and i think this is a different experience to other experiences because i just literally landed and i and i think my my currency or my vibe was fully appreciated and it was definitely one of the top three moments that i've ever had um so yeah that was a kind of yeah oh (laughs) what Uh, listen it was wonderful it was wonderful (laughs) See, I don't think I have any sexual secrets. The only thing I would share is maybe like, I've possibly had sex every single place imaginable. Okay. (laughs) Like just, and I don't think that there's like a right time, a wrong time, a right place, a wrong place. Like if you give me 10, 15 minutes, um, you know, we can do it. I've, I've stopped off like, oh, between meetings, stop at your office really quickly, bend me over. And then I go to my next meeting, had sex in a plane, um, in a river, like just ev- in a river, in a river my sister, Sierra Leone has a lot of rivers. In a river. <laughs> so like, I'm just one of those people who like, I, I will make time. Like, I don't mm. know this. I will make time for like, you're never too busy. Ah, Chale, like I will make time, like no time. <laughs> yeah, is- like here's a 15 minute slot. No, and, like, like seriously, like, it really is. It really do be like that. So, I'm collecting my orgasm. Uh-huh. Like, no, no, no. So that's me. I just feel like I don't have sex often because of my lifestyle. But when I do, oh, I'm getting a lot of it. Like, I'm just about that. Hallelujah. I'm about that. I'm we, about that. And that's what we're about mm-hmm. here yes. on Adventures as well. We're here for all the orgasms. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. Yes. In rivers. On in the rivers. <laughs> in the ocean. <laughs> on planes. You know, on planes. <laughs> Wow, this has been such a fun show. Oh my God. You guys were hilarious. I learned a lot. For sure. Oh my goodness. But Vicky, Kwame, Solange, you guys have been amazing. It's been so great to have you.
so long. Farewell, it's the end of season two. Nana, can you believe it's over? <laughs> but you know what? It's not over, folks. Just go back, listen to season two from the beginning. Go back to season one, listen, tell your friends, rate us five stars wherever you listen to your podcast. Like us on social media. Like us, Studio AQ Studios, on social media. I mean, you know, let's spread the word. Let's spread the love. Spread the love. And also remember, keep coming. Keep coming. (laughs) Thank y'all for listening. We love you. Love you. The Adventures from the Bedrooms of African Women podcast is hosted by Malaika Grant and Nana Darkose Chiama. Sally Chan, AQ Studios CEO, is an executive producer alongside the hosts. Ferdi Boswell is a senior producer. Audio editors are Mercy Barno and Tevin Sudi, alongside production support from Mercy Gudaiga and Lucas Ngao. The Adventures from the Bedrooms of African Women podcast is a production of AQ Studios in partnership with Masi Media. Follow us on all our socials at AQ Studios Podcasts. Our theme music is Damn by Ria Boss. Find Adventures from the Bedrooms of African Women anywhere you get your podcasts and in the pursuit of all things sex, sexuality and pleasure. Follow us on all our social media platforms at Adventures From. Thank you for listening. Damn, she so fly. Goddamn, she might die. She goddamn with the goddess lie.